Anyways, so the Mishnah says that there are Arba Hadiyaitis that don't have a Chelek and Elam Abba. Bilam, Doig, Architeifel, and Gechazi. Yesterday we mentioned that it's Alpes Gemaldalad out of order. The first one here is Bilam. So the big question that we have to ask ourselves is, and this is what many Mepharshim deal with over here, which I don't want to address yet. I want to wait, I want to wait, um, wait on this for a little while later. Bilam's a guy. So then, why is he here? There were a lot of Rishoyim that were Goyim. There were a lot of Goyim that were Rishoyim. Why did they mention here? Kol Yisrael Yeshlam Chelkel Maba. Yeah, besides for Bilam. Yeah, well, he's not included in the discussion here because he's a guy. Huh? Anyone want to attempt to answer the question? They have a basic answer that I think just about everybody revolves around this idea. What? He was a Navi. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really that's the answer. He was a Navi. So you would say, oh, because he's a Navi, so he had some kind of Hashras Hashchino, so then, you know, maybe he will be Zaychat Elam Haba. By the way, were there other Navim that were non-Jews? Anybody know? Avadia. He was a Ger. He was Ger Edoi It's a question because Ibn Ezra says that he doesn't know who Avadia Hanavi is, if it was that Avadia that was from the times of Achav or not. Pashtus it was. Even though, you know, the question is, what's Ibn Ezra's question? Um, he was a ger, right? Interestingly enough, hopefully we'll get to it, Doig Daimi was called such because he himself was a ger also. You know, and his whole problem, Doig's whole problem was, he was the one that opened his mouth against David HaMelech, saying how David comes from Gerim. So how could he be the Melech on Klal Yisrael, right? Until Avner ben Ner Darshan, Amoni v'loi Amoni mayavi v'loi mayavis. That as long as he's not, meaning the Torah asked someone, a male from Moyav or a male from Amman to join Klal Yisrael, but not the females. The females may join Klal Yisrael as a Ger. But it would be very interesting to see what would happen if it would be true that Dayak himself was a Ger. Yeah? It's a discussion. It's a Shiloh, what that means exactly. There's a Bepashtas that says in Chazal that he was. So he was a Navi. And we know... One of the things that they teach us when we're young is that the reason why, and this is not wrong, uh, this is a correct thing that they teach, that the reason why Bilam was a Navi because, you know, the Umay Sa'ilam are going to come to Akash Baruch and they're going to say, listen, you can't clobber us at the end of days, you can't punish us at the end of days, you, you never told us what to do. Right? Obviously, there's no welcome to the Taina Baklal because, you know, they could have accepted the Torah, they didn't have to do Avodah right? The Naman Ger Taishavaya, we spoke about. Um, people that accept upon, even Goyim that accept upon themselves to not do Avay Dezara, they're called a Ger Toshav. So there is such a thing, right? Um, but for whatever reason, they feel, I mean, it's obvious why they feel this way, that they, that they uh, you know, that the Yidna are going to get the Schar at the end of the days and they're not. So they're going to be very jealous, they're going to be very left out, they feel very left out. So because of such tightness, Hashem said, I'll give you a Navi and we'll see, how, we'll see if it helps. Yeah? Kilu this Navi was some like real holy kind of person, you know, Davuk Bashem Yeah. This person did everything that he could to destroy Klal Yisrael in the most disgusting of ways possible. Yeah. You know, if a person doesn't like Jews, right? See, he wants to drive them out of town, right? Every shtetl had a parts. Parts don't like the Jews. If you don't give me X amount of money within X amount of time, all the Jews are going to be expelled from the land. You know, this was Maisel Mechal You know, this is, this is how life was in those days, you know. But. And Bilam didn't just want to get rid. Bilam was very, very bothered, and annoyed, and upset, 
and it aggravated him the level of ruchnius that the Klal attained. And that's what bothered him. It bothered him that we were on such a high spiritual level. And he couldn't deal with that. So he says, ah, Klal is so holy. I'm going to show you how low Klal Yisrael can fall. And he was marshal Klal Yisrael with the, with the Bnei Zmayav. As we know, there was Magefa, and there were Mesu, 24,000 people. And the, the uh, Talmud Rebbe Kiva, by the way, were also 24,000. Huh? Anybody ever thought about this before? Talmud Rebbe Kiva, good morning. You're joining us? No. Why not? Okay, go, go, enjoy. Um, so there were 24,000 Talmud Rebbe Kiva. There were 24,000 people that died in this Magefa. There's a lot of talk over here about this. Right? So the Torah introduces Bilam to us in Parshas Balak. You know, a couple of weeks back. Anybody have any information about what Bilam was doing until that time? Anybody heard of him beforehand? Let's see, I'm testing your knowledge. See how, see how well you know the Parshi is. See how well you know. There's two things I'm looking for. Either one I'm going to... Yeah. It was Paro's advisor. It was Paro's advisor. Exactly. Exactly. As I should say in Gemara. <coughs> there were three people, there were three advisors that Paro had, three main advisors, and each one had a different idea of how to deal with the Jews. Paro was very nervous. You know, he had these people working for him, but uh, it was a struggle out of control. It was more than a struggle out of control. Yeah. So Bilam says you got to kill them because they're no good. So he says to kill the Jews, so the Gemara says he ultimately was killed. And obviously a lot happened from the time of when Klal came down to Mitzrayim and started living there until Bilam got killed in, you know, Parshas Pinchas, Parshas Matos, you know. And then we'll see in the Gemara who Bilam was really, because, you know, maybe he wasn't killed by Pinchas, maybe it was his son, maybe it was the father. It's going to get very interesting. And Yisrael ran away to Midian, he said, we can't kill the Jews. We don't kill out a whole population. We're not going to do that. So Zohar, he was Zohar, that his children, his descendants, should be the Yeshua Sanhedrin. Think about it. He got the son-in-law, the biggest Tamachachim of all time. So Moshe Rabbeinu was the son-in-law. He's not some, some small, cheap guy over here. Right? Some, he's got to have some high quality to him that Akash Baruch would make it, that Moshe Rabbeinu would, would marry his daughter. Right? And Eoiv Shashosak needn't be a surim. Eoiv was quiet. He didn't voice any opinions. So he, you know, he got punished. He had a lot of surim in his life, as is explained in Sefer Eoiv, which Mitzvah Shem will learn one day. Yeah. So the question is, why did Eoiv get punished with surim Because he was quiet. So the pastor says, on a very, very elementary level, you know, he should have spoken up. Now, Bilam, you know, he spoke up also, you know. But you got to stand up for something. Okay, fine. That's not a discussion for today, what this Maisa was. But that's, that's where we know Bilam, that's where we know Bilam from. And, and we see already then, he was stirring the, 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 to, to, to make problems, to make trouble for Klal Yisrael. Because the, the first one that started up with Klal Yisrael in the sense where Klal Yisrael was before Klal was a Klal Yisrael even. But when Klal Yisrael was, you know, digging the foundation, if you want to say, when Klal was in Mitzrayim, 
Pare was there. And Bilam was the one that came up with this brilliant idea of let's kill the Jews, let's throw them into the water. That was from Bilam's idea. Now, Chazal tell us that the story of Bilam starts way before this Misa. Anybody know where? Anybody know when? Anybody know who? Give a guess. What? So we just said from Chazal to Gemara Saito, Rabbi, Rabbi Red T-shirt, I forgot his first name, mentioned that the Gemara says that Bilam was the advisor of Paroi and Mitzrayim, and he advised Paroi to go kill the Jews, to throw them in the water. Anybody know where Bilam appears even before that, according to some in Chazal? Even before that. Again, he was looking to destroy people. Huh? Anybody know? Anyone want to give a guess? Behind the stand, what you want to give a guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even before this Misa. Way before this Misa. And, uh, that, that, that's the question. We're going to see in the Gemara. We're going to have to figure out that Gemara, what the Gemara means. Huh? No? Anybody? Give a guess. Say something. Huh? Lavan. Anybody know Lavan? Who's Lavan? Who's Lavan? Yaakov's father-in-law. Right. He was Bilam, according to some. Maybe Bilam was Lavan's son. He's Yaakov's brother-in-law. Doesn't make things better. I think it makes things worse. You know, he's way too close for comfort. Maybe the reason why he knows everything about Klai is because he's brother-in-law Yaakov Avinu. You know, that's, that's, that's bad news. You know? Yeah, so that's that. But the Gemara says a story, and I want to learn this inside of Mr. Shem. There was a story in Sefer Shaftim with the king who caused a lot of problems, and his name was Kushan Rishasayim. And the, those that say that the Gemara says that those that learned that that, that was Bilam also. So maybe it wasn't exactly Bilam, maybe it was Bilam's son, maybe it was a grandson. But all the, you know, we are Klalistral, and we refer to the office as Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. You want to start counting how many generations it's been since Avram Yitzchak Yaakov? It doesn't matter. We say three times a day that we're the children of Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. It doesn't matter how many generations went, went by. The Bilams, it doesn't matter if it was a son, if it was a father, if it was a grandson. It's all one business of Bilam stuff that made all kinds of problems for Bilam. And another Gemara, another point that's Kedai to mention, and maybe we'll get back to also, is the Gemara says in, Gitin, in the Gemara about the Churm Beis Hamikdash that Unculus wanted to become a Ger. And he was asking around through Oiv, through the... the, the uh, I don't want to call Kishof, but through Oiv, which is, he was Mila, he would communicate with dead people. And he would communicate with the dead people and he asked them, should he join forces with Klali Israel or should stay away from them? So he, he talks to Bilam. And what does Bilam tell him? Yeah? Anybody have a Gemara Gittin? Let's see what a Gemara says inside. Oh, is, this, is this a Gemara Gittin? Nope. Yeah? So if we, so we'll see what the Gemara says. It's a whole interesting tamayis of the Gemara. It's it's kedai to learn. It's a it's a whole it's a whole shir mitzad itself. But this is what it says. I believe. Says that's right. I'm gonna skip a little bit because it's not you know unkelus par klenikus par achde the Titus. Titus is nephew. Titus was the one who took this 
the sword and stabbed it into the Kaddish HaKadosh and blood came out. So he says, he asked Titus, should he, you know, who's important in the next world? So he told them the Jews. Okay, fine, we're going to skip a little bit. And then it says, Aske Lebilim Benegida. This is the top of Nunzayin Amar Aleph. In Gitten. He, he communicates with Bilam. So who's important in the next world? The Jews. Should I connect myself to them? Should I, you know, should I convert to Judaism? Don't even ask them how they're doing. Don't even bother with them. Don't even say hello to them. Ignore them. Stay as far away from them as you can. So he asked them, What's your punishment in in Gehenim? In boiling shikvas zera. Why is that? Because Rashi says because it was midah kenegin midah shabatzos hiskala. I'm losing myself in Ismayov because he caused a lot of people to fall to snus with the with the daughters of Mayov, as we mentioned before. That the twenty four thousand people fell in the magefa because of this avera. So Bilam is out to get the the ruchnius of Klal Yisrael. And the Gemara says we're going to see that Russia. we know what his kavana was, what he really wanted to say about the Jews. The Gemara goes through, it's Kedai to learn up the Sukkim in Parshas Balak, and where Bilam talks about, Bilam gives a bracha, three times Bilam gives a bracha. And every time he talks about the Jews, he talks about the Kedushas Yisrael. So if he's if we see from his brachas that he's super focused on the Kedushas Yisrael, the Kedushas Habayis of Klal Yisrael, we see what his kavana was. His kavana was to destroy the Jews like back from his his time that he served as the advisor to Parit, to destroy the, the children of Klal Yisrael, to destroy the bias of Klal Yisrael. You know, the Paiskim Shmuz, you say Matav in the morning, yeah? Yeah, you do. No. Lama lo. Svarim don't. Lama lo, why not? It's in the Siddur. Not in your Siddur, right? Famous Maisa, someone asked her of Chaim Briska why he says Kiddush. He says, just by Pragofen, doesn't say any Psukim. He says, uh, why don't you say what it says in the Siddur? He says, I say what it says in the Alocha. Yeah? So, let's see. We have a Svarim Siddur right here. Let's see what it says to say. What do you say in the morning? What? Because of Shachar. We say it out of order too, no? We say it out of order. How do you know? How do you know which order is the right order? Oh, good morning. How do you know which order is the right order? This is only for Shabbat. It's not, you know, I'm, I'm looking for, uh, oh, maybe it has it in the morning with the Shachars, yeah? So we say, as general rule, we say Matoiv in the morning, right? Yeah, Mazak Matoiv in the free, yeah? Well, some Paiskim say that we shouldn't say that, that specific Pasuk. You know why? Because it comes from Bilam. The question is really, but he was a Brochus. You know, what's the problem? See, a Moidani and then the Brochus. Yeah. Adainay Lam, you say? You say, because you say it in Yeshiva, not because in the Siddur, huh? What does Chacham Abadia say? What? It's a song. Yeah, so. That's why I don't like this thing. Oh, here. Adarnay Lam. Yeah, it's in this, Siddur. 
But the Spalal Khana, you say this? I never knew that they say that. The kids at Tashmu is in the in the place to say Matoiva or not. Yeah. Say so we know that it came from Bilam and we know it was supposed to be a brocha. But uh, yeah, there's interesting mice over there because you know really me of Rasha, we know what his kavana really was. So that's why we don't that's why some Paiskum say you shouldn't say that puzzle of Matoiva. There's right down a few points over here. Let's see if we yeah. We mentioned before Stam that you know they, that kind of was that they wanted to have a Navi. Yeah. Key Luda Navi helped. We spoke. Gonish Gahal. Alright. Few more points. Going back to this Maisar at the Gamar Saita that he was an advisor together with Yisroy and Eoiv, right? We know from Rashi, he's beginning of Parshas Balak, that Balak ben Sipor was Melach Lamoyov Beisai, right? And the Midianim got together with the Moyavim to go make these problems for Kalisra. As a general rule, the Midianim and the Moyavim did not get along with each other. They were always fighting. But they said, we'll get together to fight the common enemy, the Jews. I just struck me yesterday, and I was thinking about this a little bit. I, I don't know if there's, there's anything to this, what I'm saying. But as fascinating is, what happened to Yisrael? I went to Gagangan. Yisrael ran away to Midian. He said not to kill the Jews. Midian later, they made all kinds of problems, as we see with Yisrael's Midian over here in the Parsha. But at the same time, you also had that that the. Uh, Balak was from Moyo. So again, you have the clash. I mean, already then you had the clash between Mid- Midian and Moyo. Maybe that's why Israel ran away. They don't want to have to do with them. But uh, the Medrash says something very interesting. The Medrash says that when it says that Balak ben Tipo was Melech Lemoyo Be'ez Hahi, it means that really he wasn't meant to be the king. The, they would switch off. Sometimes, you know, when the king of Moyo would die, then the king of Midian, that would be appointed, he would be in charge of Moyo and Midian. It seems like they would. It seems like it was like an on and off kind of funny relationship between the Midians and the Mayavs. Alright, so let's so let's take a look at the Gemara a little bit. And let's see a little bit inside. And we'll talk a little bit more about where Bilam got his Kaiches, where Bilam got his Kaiches from. You know, we know. Anybody here went to Navi school? Huh? A Navi academy? No? No one here is a Navi? Navi MS, Navi Sheker? No? Nobody? Never tried it? I tried out. Huh? It's too much, too intense. You better believe it. So let's talk a little bit about Bilam. So the Gemara that we're going to see is on Kuvhei Meral. That's what the Gemara starts talking about Bilam. So it's the Gemara, Bilam is Beloy Am. He wasn't a king. He was a freelance uh, Russia who would take part in any, be part of any nation that was willing to um, go against the Jews. Beloy Am. He wasn't specific to, to a nation. He tried to wear out and destroy the Am, which would be Klal Yisrael. He had a very close relationship with his donkey. That's how my Rebbe says it. And we know that. Huh? His donkey wasn't Stam a, a, a car service. He had a very close relationship with it. Tanahu Bilam ben Be'or, 
So Be'or Hu Kushan Rishasayim. That's what we said. He comes up in Shaiftim. Hu Lovan Arami. And that's also Lovan Arami. Right? we got to figure this out. This is a little bit confusing. Be'or Shaba'al Be'ir Kushan Rishasayim. Why is it called Kushan Rishasayim? The Ovach De Rishayis Be Yisrael. He did two rishos against Klal Yisrael. Achas Bime Yaakov, which was Lovan when he tried to, you know, chop them back from when they were leaving. What's his name? Love and Arami. Rashi says, Hopefully, we'll get to see that tomorrow. Binoy be'or. Oh, so it's actually more like this. Ksiv ben be'or, ksiv binoy be'or. It says he was the son of be'or, and it also says that his son was be'or. So I'm Rabbi Yechelen, aviv binoyhu lay binavius. Meaning that the father was on a lower madrega of navius than him. Bilam, hu de lay asi la amuda asi. Ha'achrini asu. But Bilam is the one that doesn't get a chelik and ilmaba, and the other ones do. Zark Rashi. So, it would seem that Be'or would be the son of Bilam. Anybody knows what Bilam's son's names were? No? This is like good Jewish trivia. Anybody know? doesn't say it in the Chumash. I mean, we're saying now, Be'or, right? No. Anybody? Anybody want to guess? Wild guess? George? Stephen? What was that called? It's put in the Midrash of Mestama. Yunus and Yumbrus. I don't know where this comes from. Look into that too. Okay. Zak Rashi Vaita, but Noihu le Bilam Benavius, Bilam Gadol may Avavai Benavius. Bilam's father was also a Navi. And we could imagine that uh, there was a Shrikl Messiah that was passed down from father to son of how to be a Navi Lura, a Navi of Rishus, a Navi of the Umisailam. You know, it's one thing if, you know, there, are, there is a concept that Tzadikim Masailam, there is a concept of Goyim that do the right thing, there's a concept of Ger like we spoke before, right? But over here it seems that the, we're going to see, it doesn't seem, we're going to see, it's clear like this, that the whole concept of what this Nevius was is to tap into all the Koychitz HaTumah and all the Koychitz HaRama to develop, to use that to go against Hashem. To go against Hashem, to go against the Torah, to go against Klal Yisrael. We're going to see that. That's what it's all about. Hashar Nochem also kolaymer mit kachash of tanim demasis and the bilam shayin nochem v'adiyad yaitis v'kaomer dein lechelik mechlal the shayin nochem yeshlam chelik. So we started off with the question: Do goyim have a chelik in elam abba? Yeah, they do. They do. Bilam doesn't get any chelik in elam abba, as we spoke, as the, as the Mishnah says. But from the fact that it says that Bilam does not have a chelik and elmaba, that would be mashma that the other goyim do have a chelik and elmaba. What is that chelik and elmaba? Obviously, it's a much lower level than what a yid is going to get to. The lowest yid, if there's such a thing, will always be on a higher level than even the biggest guy. It's just the Matthias. It's just something to talk about. It's not even a question. So, Dr. Gumar Vaiter. Okay, 
kol goyim shcheich elikim elu paisha yodekichovim de Rebbe Lezer. Pasuk says in Tilim that the Rishonim are going to get punished in Gehenim, and all the goyim that forgot about Hashem, Hashem will return them to to so talk to Gemara like this. Yeshuvu Rishonim l'sha'ayla, the Rishonim that are going to return to Sha'al to Gehenim, that's elu paisha Yisrael. Those are the Jewish people that sinned. Kol goyim shcheich elikim. Those are the goyim that sin. So you see, there's a punishment for the yidin that sin. There's a punishment for the goyim that sin. The Rebbe Lezer. It says, "Talk to Rebbe Lezer." I'm like, "Rishu, Rishu says, 'Vechi nemar b'chol goyim.' Doesn't say b'chol goyim. But loy loy nemar ala kol goyim shcheich elikim. Ela Yeshuvu Risham l'shaylam aninu kol goyim shcheich elikim v'af oiser kol goyim shcheich elikim v'af oiser Rasha nasan simen ba'atzmai. This Rasha Bilam gave a simen for himself. Omar." He said, Thomas Nafshi Moisi Shorim. He said, I want to die the death of the righteous. First I think that he wants to die like the righteous. He wanted to have a chalik and a He wanted to have a shaykhis Im Thomas Nafshi Moisi Shorim to Heachrisi Kamoyu. Vimlav Hinni Hoylech Lami. Meaning Bilam was thinking about it. You know, what's what really happens, I said, love, what really happens in the next world? She says, if I die, my Sharms, then there's what to believe in. But if not, I'm going to go back to my old ways. See, he says, Thomas Nafshi, my Sharm, and Yamas, me says, Atzmai. If he's going to die a regular death, that means that he's going to get a Then he knows he's going to get Gehenna. And who knows what happened to Bilam? How did Bilam's end come about? Anybody know? Anybody want to guess? You got hit by a truck? Stabbed. 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 By who? You always have to know who did it, huh? Who? Malach. 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 Which Malach? Hashem? The Malach Hashem? Which one? What was the Maitha? Anybody know what the Maitha was? Let's take a look. Let's take a look. Yeah? It's a Medrash. The Medrash says the whole story would happen. We got a Chumash. Let's, let's, let's run a few Psukim, huh? What happened? Huh? Aaron? You're on the right track. Was Aaron even alive with Shas Maisa then? So, yeah, Aaron Akkani's yard site was when? Who knows Aaron Akkani's yard site was? Huh? Too many questions today, I know. I'm trying to get you involved. Let's go. It's recent. Huh? It was yesterday. Aleph Av, Rosh Av, Aaron Akkani's yard site. So here we have Parshas Balok with the Gansa Master, right? And then we have Parshas Pinchas, Vaitigigangan. And then we have a Maisha like this. HaKadosh tells Maisha Rabbeinu over here, Azay, Parashas Matos, Baisheni, Vaydabra Hashem HaMaisha Lehman, Nekemnik Mas Bnei Yisrael, Meisha Medyona, Vechulu. Vayishlach Oysam Maisha Elof Lamata Latsava, Oysam, Vez Pinchas Ben Elazar HaKoyin Latsava, Uchle HaKoyin Vechatsoitis HaTru Biyodoy. Maisha sent a thousand soldiers, it's a shy exactly how many soldiers win this Mulchama altogether, each Shevet Bepashta sent at least a thousand, plus another thousand. 
And there were about 24,000 soldiers all stood up for them here, which would make sense, Kifidi, if they're, you know, coming to take the coming for Midian, for the people that fell in the Makeh, for Lecher, that would make sense. They killed it all the males. Here we go. And they killed, these are the kings of Midian that they killed together through all the other Mason, all the other people that they killed. As Evi, as Rekem, as Tzur, as Chur, as Revach, Hamesh, as Malchem, Midian, as Bilam, Ben Be'or, Hargu, Bacharaf. Who said they stabbed him? You got it right. They killed him. They chopped him up. Chopped him to pieces. Look, Rashi. Hamesh, as Malchem, Midian. So why was Bilam here? Yeah? Why was Bilam by Midian? Bilam wasn't from Midian. We just said in the Gemara he was below Yam. He didn't belong to a specific nation. He was any nation that was willing to hire him to do some bad things against the Jews. He was willing to do that. He was a freelancer. He, didn't, he wasn't tied down to one place, to one job. Suzuk Rashi, the Bilam Holak Shomlita Schar Esner Ba'alaf Shepil He went to Midian to collect his, his salary from uh, all the Jews that he killed by, by the Makefa. He left Midian. And he went towards the Yidden to give them a bad Eitzah. He said to them, If when you were Shishim Ribi, I couldn't help them. They paid him in full. Because they were hoping he was going to do some more work for them. Becherev. Bo'al Yisrael. Very interesting thing, and then we'll get to the story of our state in Medrash. If there's a Medrash Tanchum anywhere, um, we can show it to you inside, it doesn't matter, but I don't see one. There's Yalkut Shemainian, there's a Medrash Rab over there. Let's see just quickly if there's a Tanchum anywhere here. Um, anyway, so Rashi says, that um, was very interesting. You know, Klal the way Klal works, the way Klal operates, is Bepiv, is with Torah, with Tefillah, right? So they hired Bilam because the best way to, the best way to, get, to get the enemy is to know what their tactics are, and you'll fight them that way. So he said, we'll, we're going to overcome and overpower and conquer Klal with using the power of Peh. With using the power of the mouth, so we hired Bilam to destroy Kalistral with the power of his mouth. And how does Kalistral end up getting rid of Bilam? By the sword. Because we switched roles. We said yesterday that Esav is al It's not a Jewish Mida to walk around with a sword. Yeah? Mishnah and Shabbos, when it's talking about all the different armor that a person could wear or can't wear on Shabbos. And the Mishnah says that, you know, really we shouldn't be walking around with all kinds of armor anyways because we're hoping for the day of you know, we're looking for the day when there's not going to be no more wars. And we'll be able to take the swords and use them as plows to plow the ground, right? We're not looking to make war. If we have to defend ourselves, we definitely will. So Klaistral took a sheriff and killed Bilam. What happened? What's the Gishen? What's the Gavin the Masa? Yeah? 
By the way, you could probably find it in the Yalka Shemayni also if you want. Man, you could find it here too. What happened was like this. Bilam starts making problems for Klaisol again in this Mulchama. So, Maisha told Pinchas that if Bilam starts making you problems in this Mulchama, you'll bring the tzitz to the Mulchama. The tzitz was the golden you know, headband or head plate that the Kohen Gadol would wear that said on it, Kodesh Lashem. It's a Shail in the Gemara. How exactly it was written? It was written Kodesh Lashem on one line. Kodesh Lashem, Kodesh was lower, Kodesh was higher in Lashem. It's a whole question of the Gemara. And anyways, so he told him that if you go to, that if, if, um, Moshe told Pinchas that when Bilam starts making problems for you, you just, just focus the tits on Bilam and he'll be dead. Huh? You're making faces. You're not afraid, huh? So what happened was like this. Let's see if we can find it here in this Medrash. Yes, Imrim. Kshara Pinchas says Bilam Shapereach Ba'avir. His Kirashem Amafirish. Pinchas was try- they were trying to get rid of Bilam because they didn't like him, right? Here we go. Let's back up. When they went to the war, Maisha said to Pinchas Azay, Bilam might sense that you're trying to catch him and you're trying to kill him. So what you got to do is, you got to be very, very careful about what Bilam's doing. As soon as Bilam starts doing Kishuf, you got to catch him. Now, the problem is that if somebody does Kishuf, you can do all kinds of things as a supernatural, and it's going to be very difficult to fight that. Yeah, you could shoot him, but if he could disappear, then that's going to help him. Show him the tzitz ha-kodesh. And with this, you'll be able to subdue him and conquer him and get rid of him. When they were fighting, they were waging war. It was hand-to-hand combat in those days, you know. It wasn't so much with tanks and these uh, big fancy missiles. Six people all of a sudden took off. All these rocket launches, but instead of rockets, it was people. Six people started floating in the air. The five Malchim Midian and Bilam together with them. What was the laser beam that they used to shoot down the missiles, to shoot down these five Malchim Midian and Bilam? The Tzitz. The Kedusha Hatzitz was able to subdue the Kishuf that Bilam did. Bilam starts begging for his life. Bilam says, if you don't kill me, I promise you I'm never going to hurt a Jew again. You were the guy who you never stopped making problems. I don't trust the word that you say. You, you, you go out of your way, you bend yourself backwards to do anything to make Claudius from miserable. He gives details over here. So, Mishum Kachi Evshi Klala Nichacha Bechayim Visholaf Chobar Vahogor. Took a sword, chopped him up. Vyeshraim Rim Shanichna Savik Vilib Shal Penchas Vachashash Lahorgoy came to Shachoz Bachuva. Bilam started doing Chuva. I don't know if it was real or fake or not. So, yes, Moshe. So Moshe made a bezin, and they said that he's mechuyiv and dalad misses bezin. 
And then they killed him. So they did a lot of different things to him. He fell from Shemayim. He fell down. So that was like Skila. Then he killed him. That was like uh, Herag. Those I learned that Bilam was using too much Kishaf and Pinchas wasn't able to kill him with any kind of Misa. very interesting that they didn't want to kill him B'Shem Amafarish. Why is that? Because even if you're using the Shema Mefarish to kill somebody, that killing will be Shaykh to an Indian of Kedusha. And what happened was, we already spoke to Gemara, says that Bilam said, Thomas Nafshi Moishi Shoru. I want to die a death of the righteous. So Bilam, so to speak, was almost like planning for this. That the only way that they would be able to kill him and overpower him would be with the Shema Mefarish. But then he's going to have Achiz of Kedusha. So they didn't know what to do. So. This person from Sheva Dun took a sword that there was a snake engraved on it on either side and killed him. Why? Just like Bilam's entire life, he was following after the model of the snake, who's the Nochash Akadmoni, who's the Yetzirah. His whole life to do bad to the Jews, they killed him with the sword that had a snake on it. That's what it means. Why That's the story how they killed Bilam. Yeah, all kinds of different mahalchem and pshatim. We could go. Through, we could go through each one separate, individually and figure it all out. Let's see if there's anything. Let's go weiter in the Gemara. The elders of Mayav went together with the Zikne Midian. Tana. They never got along with each other. They were rivals. They were always fighting. Yeah, North Korea, South Korea. They never got along. They were always fighting with each other. It's a to two dogs that were in the, I don't know, two dogs in a dog house. They're always barking at each other. So the Zev, the wolf, came to attack one of the dogs. So they're terrified of the wolf. These two dogs are terrified of the wolf. So what do they do? He says, one dog says, listen, if he's going to kill the other dog today, tomorrow he's going to come and kill me. So what do we got to do? Even though I never could get along with the other dog because he was barking at me. Yeah? So we have to get together and we have to fight off the common enemy, which is the wolf. So they both, the next day when the wolf came, they both came up on the wolf and they killed him. Same is over here with Moev and They're scared of the Jews. They're jealous of the Jews. The Jews have Tusha. The Jews have Ruchnius. The Jews have Torah Mitzvahs. It's not good for us that they're going to be like this. You know, obviously they made it sound more anti-Semitic. You know, it wasn't, uh, you know, if a guy got something to say, you know, the Jews, they have a Yiddishkeit. They're with filling every day. Okay, so... And they say they own the banks, they control the weather, they, they, they you know, they control the politics, yeah? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's right. It's true, though. So what happened? 
Omraf Papa, Hainu the Amri Inchi, this is what people say, Karkushta Vishunra of the Hilula, Mitarba the Bishgada. The Karkushta and the Shunra. Let's see what these animals are. A weasel and a cat are never able to get along with each other. So, of the Hilula, Mitarba the Bishgada. They made a party from the animal that had bad mazel. Meaning because that they, they uh, you know, they were both able to enjoy the dead animal. And neither of them, you know, neither of them were really able to get along, but they have common interests. The common interest and the common enemy that Moab and Midian had was the Jews. So let's stop the Jews from, you know, making issues over here. So it says that the Sarai Moab returned with Bilam. So it doesn't mention anything about the officers of Midian. So the Zikne Midian says it's not worth it because the father doesn't hate his son. So you're going to try to fight against Christ, so it's not going to work. See, a fascinating part of the story of Bilam is he's a Navi. He knows what he's doing is wrong. He knows what he's doing is against Hashem. He's going to wait for Hashem to give him the go-ahead. Huh? How did it make any sense? Oh, good morning. You think Hashem is going to let him get away with the cursing the Kali Israel? And not so simple. Is there a father that hates his son so much that he wants some random creep enemy to come and to to uh, destroy him? It's no such thing. Alright, it looks like we got only a couple of minutes left, so let's talk about where Bilam got his got his great powers from. So I saw this in a medrash, I saw this brought down in Swarm a long time ago. And there's a there's a there's an interesting point I want to make over here. First of all, Stamze, this Gemara that said Kelev, you know, the, even when the Gemara gives a marshal specific, I think that there's a Torah over here that we could say, that we could understand, that the Pshat is like this. That Like this. Amalek is referred to in Chazal as a caliph. Why? Because he's Yedea Rebainai Umiskav in Limredbai. We saw this by Menashe also. He recognizes his master, he recognizes Rabbeinu Shalom, and purposely goes against him. So that's a terrible thing. Now, if you scramble together the letters of Bilam and Balak, you get Amalek. So their role, their job, they identify very strongly with Amalek. They're, they're on the same wavelength. They, they, they go together. Amalek is the first one that starts up with the Jews and they come out of Mitzrayim. Whose idea was that, by the way? Yeah? Whose idea was that? Where did Amalek get such a great idea from? They asked Bilam because they know that Bilam had a vendetta against the Jews to begin with. Yeah? You always want to go to the guy that's going to, you, you know, is going to support your agenda. So they go to Bilam because Bilam is going to be the guy that's going to say, oh, go get rid of the Jews anyways. So fine. So, so this is what happens. So I want to talk about where um, Bilam got this idea from to, 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 to curse Claudius from. Why do they have to do it this way? So, there's a lot to see over here. Betchila nisu balak ubilam to go against Klal Yisrael with Kishuf, with Kishuf, and Kishuf didn't work against Klal Yisrael. 
So they decided that we have to, like Rashi said before, we mentioned that they, they have to use the method of cursing with the Kayach HaPeh, because that's the Kayach that Kal Yisrael has. Ubalak Hayachachim Godlum Bilam Echachmas Akshafim. Balak knew Kishuf better than Bilam. And he started to do Kshafim, and it wasn't Lefi Kvoidoi to go and ask Eitzah from Bilam. But when he saw that the Kshafim that he was doing wasn't working on Kal Yisrael, then he had to lower himself and go to Bilam. And Shabbatchila Lokach Balak Tzipar Kazeh Hanikris Yodua. There's a certain kind of bird that you could do certain types of kishuf with. And he wanted to try that kishuf against Kal Yisrael. He brought it to a place called Gilui Enayim, which is Mokam Harim Litzfeinim Shalhari Achayshech. It's a mountainous place in the north, next to the mountains of darkness. And when the bird came back to Balak, he saw that there was a, there was a fire falling behind the bird. And the wings of the bird were singed. And that never happened. So Balak got very nervous. And he was very, very afraid. And he says, this is not for nothing. This is a sign that we're going to get burnt. I mean, we may have to go out of our way to do what we have to do, but we're going to get burnt from this. Um, so he sent, so that's what Balak did. And then he sent messengers to Bilam to find out what to do. So this is a shtikul arichos, and I want to start it now. And, uh, you know, hopefully finish it up tomorrow, like this. Why is this place called Giluye Nayim? Back before HaKadosh Baruch created man, there were two malachim that said that it's not Kedai that HaKadosh Baruch should create a person to create Adam because he's full of Averis. And when the Dora Mabel came, the Dora Mabel was a generation where they rebelled against Hashem, they did a lot of Avedizara, they did a lot of Averis, they did Chomos, they did Arayas, you know, it, was, it was a free society, you have to do whatever you wanted. So HaKadosh Baruch was very sad, because HaKadosh Baruch said, how can I destroy the world? So, the Malachim, these Malachim said, well, what do you mean? We told you, like, the Malachim basically said to Hashem, you know, like, we told you, so, like, what were you, like, what was the Cheshman? Obviously, if you create all of them, you know, he's going to be Chaitis, like, what's the, what's the Cheshman over here? What is man for we remember him? I mean, what are we going to remember him for? What, what's, the, what's the point over here? So, they said that it's better that man does not get created. So Hashem said to him, Hashem said to him, said to the Malachim, it's not true what you're saying. You're wrong. Because even if you're Malachim, if you were to be put to the test that these Bnei Odom have with their Yitzhahara, you wouldn't make it through the test either. And you would do, you would perform a lot worse than them. So they said, give us permission, let's go down into the world, into the physical world, and let's, you know, get, you know, let's live a physical life, and we'll be Mikad Hashem Shemayim this way, we'll do the right thing, and we won't sin. So Hashem says to these Malachim, you have my permission to go down into the world and not sin. I'll give you Rishos. And we'll see if you can pass the test or not. And that's what happened. They went down into the world. And all of a sudden they started getting tithes. And they wanted to do a rias, And they couldn't stop themselves. And they ended up sinning. So when HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw that these Malachim couldn't control themselves. So they were using all kinds of Shemes HaTumah that they knew. And they were, not only were they sinning, but they were causing other people to sin along with them. So Hashem took these two Malachim. Now obviously we have to understand what this means. But Hashem took these two malachim and he tied them up with iron chains 
and they had the Shem Mafarish on these chains. And Hashem placed these malachim in the Hori HaChoshech. I don't know where the Hori HaChoshech are. And if you know where they are, please don't tell me. I'm not interested in knowing. And, you know, as we're going to learn more about this story, we'll see exactly why it's not good to know where they are, as we're going to see a Misa that he brings over here. And one of these malachim that HaKosh Baruch Hu gave him permission to come down into this world was very upset and tried to, you know, tried to try not to get tied up. So Hashem said, you know what, I'm not even going to put you in the Hari HaChayshech, I'm going to put you even further than the Hari HaChayshech, I'm going to sink you down into the depths, into the darkest places. And Hashem sent him there. Um, and Hashem sent the other one also far away into a place. And that great depth in the darkness of the, you know, we're not Dafka talking about physical things altogether here. Probably this is in a spiritual realm, but this is a, a spiritual darkness. A, 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 a dark spirit, spiritual existence. And that place was called Gilui Einayev. And where did Bilam get to know all the Kisha from? Where did Bilam get to be Yonik? Where was Bilam's who taught, where was the education of Kishuf? It came from the, this dark and scary place where these Malach, where Kishuf put these Malach. And it's interesting because these mountains where they where they were placed, this Hariachesh is called the Harare Kedem. And that's why Bilam says, Minaram Yancheni Bolok may Harare Kedem, because Bolok sent them to bring them from these mountains. Because this is where the Shoresh, this is the you know, Hariachesh Academy, the Academy of Darkness. And it's a terrible, scary place to go there. And that's why Bilam praises himself when he's benching Klal Yisrael and he says, He sees the visions of God. The Neufel is referring to one of these Malachim and Glui Einayim is referring to the other one of these Malachim. That's what the names of these Malachim that were punished into the, punished, in, exiled into the abyss of the darkness. It doesn't mean that Bilam saw the Shechina, and that's where his Nevoah came from. But his Nevoah came from, was nurtured and educated from this dark, dark place, from these Malachim. And these Malachim, Bilam communicated with them, and these Malachim taught Bilam all kinds of shame, his Toma, I mean, Ekshafim. And this is what the Pasuk says, Shemeya Imre Kelvie Dea Das Elyon. So a person who's going to learn this Pasuk might think that the that the Kavan of the Pasuk is talking about that he heard what HaKadosh Baruch Hu said. And he knew Das Elyon and he understood HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But that's not what it means. It means that he knew how to be Meshabach himself, that this darkness, the understanding of the Avodah Zorah and the Kishuf, is called El Acher. It says, and that's, a, that's from the evil forces. That's from the Kerechus Atum in the belt. It's not from... That's up from the Gutasach. And Yehidea Das Elyon, the Kavanah is also to the, to the, the Das Elyon means he knew how to communicate with the highest officers and the highest Malachim to learn the Kishof and to learn the Shem Satoma. Okay? So we'll stop here. We'll continue the rest of the story tomorrow. And I also would like to go through the story of Kushan Rishasayim in, in, in Sefer Shaftim, and with which was, this, you know, shortly after Yeshua passed away. And uh, to be continued, Mitzvah Shem. All right. Hatzlacha, ubracha.